For a Hollywood actor, the completed home actually seemed modest in comparison to others, sixteen rooms in all, counting family, staff, and guest bedrooms, a kitchen adjoining the private family dining area, a larger dining room for entertaining guests, as well as a family entertainment room and living room, a study for Charlie, a study for Lydia to concentrate on her painting, and a beautiful two-level library with a walnut staircase leading to Charlie's and Lydia's bedrooms and studies. The grounds also included ample acreage for a guest house, a tennis court, and a swimming pool, as well as flower gardens, koi ponds, and thick tree stands. While they kept the land in Michigan Charlie bought with some of his first motion picture earnings, as well as their Lakeview neighborhood Chicago apartment, they moved out of their Los Angeles apartment as soon as Charlie's dad pronounced the canyon home habitable, although he warned them it was still a work in progress. Craig's nanny, Maybelle Foster, lived with them five days a week, as did a cook. However, Charlie's personal secretary and the limited other staff Charlie and Lydia now discovered they needed and could afford lived in their own homes. A press secretary, Charlie's agent, a groundskeeper, and security personnel. Charlie mainly felt confident their dog Caesar and two other family guard dogs, another German shepherd named Bear and a Rottweiler named Molly, represented the most reliable security force the family could have. But as a father and husband, he felt most comfortable erring on the side of caution, especially since he received the average amount of crank or threatening mail any celebrity did. Complicating things, his now very public stance in favor of civil rights generally and supporting the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. specifically drew plenty of additional hate mail from the ever-present lowlifes in the country. Another strong motivation for Charlie to make sure to keep his family safe resulted from the fact Lydia and he decided to adopt a child. In addition to wanting to provide a home to a child whose parents needed to put her up for adoption, the Walters agreed that the perfect family for them would include two children, preferably a son and a daughter. Further driving their decision included the fact Lydia did not conceive easily during the time the two actively tried for a baby. She experienced a difficult pregnancy with Craig in terms of morning sickness and fatigue that lasted well into her third trimester and she would be thirty-seven years old in February. After passing all the pre-qualification and qualification interviews, tests, and home visits, Lydia and Charlie met the expectant mother and her boyfriend, the baby's father, a sweet young college couple who simply could not afford a child at the time. Oddly enough, the two bore a resemblance to Charlie and Lydia, making it likely their baby would resemble her adoptive parents as much as her birth parents. Ultrasound testing during pregnancy a technology employed with increasing frequency since the mid-1950s, strongly suggested the young woman carried a daughter. News that delighted Lydia and Charlie, until the young co-ed and her now husband strongly encouraged to schedule a second ultrasound because the obstetrician heard something unusual during an examination earlier in the week, learned she was pregnant with twins. <laughs> 